This is Shaka Wart Speak. Welcome to Shaka Wart Speak. Yes. 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 Trying on a new voice didn't work too well. <laughs> That's Welcome. okay. You know how we got Welcome that. to Chocolate Art Speak. Chocolate Art Speak. Chocolate. No. I'm, I just want candy. It would be good. Yeah. Chocolate Art Speak would be great because then I would, you know, it'd be like um, like chocolate those, typography. I was going to say, like, one of those chocolate sculptures you see yeah. guys do on like Instagram, where yep. they're like, what's it going to be? And Remember when Ian did the chocolate sculpture of the head at his show? He had those big chocolate busts made of like Caesar or something like that. And they were like, we were just chipping away at their faces. I don't remember that. You don't remember that? No. Oh, they were fantastic, man. They looked like so realistic. They were in a mold and dude, <laughs> people were just eating chocolate shavings at his opening. It was, it was great. It Which was, opening was that? Ian Hess's. Yeah, but where, where was he? It was uh, here. Here? Yeah, Shaco. Dude, how do I not remember that? I know. I'll find the picture on our page. It's got to be on. Oh, there. man. That sounds good. Yeah, these huge chocolate faces and this place was great. Anyhow. Yeah. I'll find it later good. and show you because I know you'll I know you'll remember. Art is delicious. Yeah. I can't, how does this is how you know Dr. Snacks Mill has consumed too many snacks. He doesn't remember <laughs> Ian's chocolate bus. I'm sorry, Ian. He had two of them too, two different kinds of chocolates, which was really great. Wait, wait, wait. So what kinds were they? Tell me about that. Oh, I can't remember, dude. That's so, what I can't Was it like remember. like milk chocolate and dark chocolate? Maybe something like that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Mm. I know. Yeah. Yep. Sometimes things happen, yeah. man. And, and because you're all about progress, you you neglect to seize hold of the beauty of what you're you're experiencing. Because you're like, yeah, yeah, we got another show coming. You know what I mean? Like you get, yeah, yeah, man, I got another funny. show I got to make. And then you don't, you don't savor what you got. Yeah. I don't know, man. Well, I mean, I, you know, uh, Joni Mitchell and Bob Dylan talked about that, right? Uh huh. They said, "You don't know what you got till it's gone." <laughs> they paved paradise and put up a parking lot. <laughs> you don't know don't what you, you got till it's gone. Yeah, <laughs> I was doing Joni Mitchell. I don't know if you're doing Bob Dylan, but you don't yeah. know what you got till it's gone. And then uh, I feel like somebody wrecked it in the '90s. Oh, dude. That's amazing. There's also some kind of unsettling about hitting a giant head with a hammer. Yeah. But, you know, it's yeah. chocolate. It's chocolate, though. Was it like solid chocolate? Yeah, dude. It wasn't like those crappy Easter It was bunnies. solid. Mm. It was solid and like high end. Nice. Yep. Shout out to Ian, man. Good job, man. That was one of the greatest shows we ever did. You've been, you've been memorialized. Yeah. We're proud of you, Ian. Good job, buddy. Um, <laughs> good job, buddy. <laughs> good job, buddy. So we're back with part two yeah. of AI. What is yeah. the question? What's happening? What will happen? Yeah, yeah. What will happen? So, you know, we left off the last uh, conversation and it was kind of like, you know, we we threw out we threw out all the all the markers. Yeah, Luke Skywalker's Luke Skywalker's hand was cut off. Uh-huh. Yep. And then we just saw it attached with robotics and now we're like, mm-hmm. how far does this go? Is he yeah. gonna become full robot? It's crazy. I mean, I figure His after dad did. After dropping off of the bottom of Cloud City or whatever yep. onto the Millennium Falcon, I feel like anything was possible. Anything was possible. He dropped and then just that, and then and then he called out in the forest to Leia, mm-hmm. so that meant that they weren't strict materialists, uh-huh. and uh, yeah, some kind of spirit moved, and and Leia found her brother, and then he mm-hmm. he he fell into a hole that is yeah. the Millennium Falcon. It's crazy, you know what I mean? And he went into the tomb, <laughs> yeah, and then uh, at the end of the day, he resurfaces. Man, he's got a robot hand, uh-huh. and he's he's hugging his sister who he's yep. kissed before. Creepy. He doesn't know it's his sister. You know, I mean, it's a great, great story. Yeah. So that's where we left off with the last that's episode. Where we left off. <laughs> I don't know how we got here. I <laughs> Brain debris. Hundred <laughs> percent. 
<laughs> and we don't have Cody here to keep us in line. No, Cody's, thanks, Cody. Cody's uh, got going through some awesome stuff today. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, thinking or, about you, buddy. Yeah, we're thinking about you. So um, we miss you, uh, but we're excited for you. <clears throat> we'll update you later, yeah, uh, yeah. folks, on all the cool things that are going on with Cody. Hundred percent. Yeah, cool things going on with Cody. Yeah, um, our new segment. <laughs> always a new segment. <laughs> it's just an excuse to do jingles. That's really what we want to do with our lives. Uh, yeah, I was born at the wrong time. The abs- job I really wanted got got out. Hundred percent, man. Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Um, all in name of progress. All in name of progress. I took words <laughs> out of my mouth. So, yeah, I was going to say that. So we're there. Symbiotic. There we are. So. What we said was there's generative AI and then there's uh, general AI. That's a distinction that folks are making. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I accept the distinction or not. No, I, I mean, it's like, you know, when people are like, hey, do you know there's like this South American bobcat and then there's like a Central American bobcat? I was like, yeah, they're called bobcats. Yeah, it's called bobcat. You know, I'm like, and I'm like, I get that there's differences. Yeah. I'm not trying to eradicate differences. The difference is there. I get it. But like in the in the function of the thing within normal realms. Yeah. Like... We're talking about it. Like, does does that really does it yeah. make a difference that most people will recognize or matters? And in a trajectory sense of it heading somewhere, are they heading opposite places? Yeah, and, so. and these are levels of sophistication. So it's like Siri. I keep thinking about the clip I told you earlier today. The clip, little clip dude, that Microsoft clip guy. Oh yeah, Clippy. Clippy. Yeah. I keep thinking about Clippy and Siri as having something to do with yeah. each other. Hey, I saw you're trying to write a letter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're just greater um, efficiency and capacity and annoyances for sure efficiencies Efficiencies and range of, of uh, what they, what they can do is like a program. Mm -hmm. And so, so that has to be acknowledged because that means that we're already complicit in this question because I've used Clippy in the past and I'm not a big Siri person, but I've definitely owned a cell phone or a smartphone and Mm -hmm. you know, um, Siri's there and I've, yeah, Siri. I've used it. Yeah, I've used Siri a couple of times. I, I really don't use it. it. I've asked Siri to say fart and things uh-huh. like that. Yes. Um, <laughs> or make fart noises or whatever. Yeah, why not? And, why, you have to. I mean, it's yeah. what, my first response to new technology is always to get it to make a fart joke. That's right. Because I still have a 10-year-old adolescent part of my brain that wants to do that, you know? Yeah, every once in a while it just feels good to let a uh, you know digitally patronizing thing just sound stupid. Yeah, just so... Yeah, exactly. So... Um, but so the question is what's happening right now in mm-hmm. light of the context and then what might happen and then what are the implications? That's what we said. Right. And I think that, you know, to try to do due diligence um, to the, the conversation as we're having it, which means we're, we're in it, but we're not around it and above it um, is uh, comes back to that ontological question uh, is what I think frames the implications. That pesky ontology. Yeah. Yeah. What is a human frames the implications of what we're doing mm-hmm. and what will happen. But one one thing to start with is just the generative AI. Yeah. And so I figure what we could do is look at the effect of generative AI um, and run some trajectories. What yeah, do we think are some is, trajectories? I mean, this this has to be the part of the conversation that's heavy on folks, yes. especially within our listenership. Exactly. Because it is one of those things where it's like, oh, what you do is generative non-fake intelligence. Mm-hmm. Like that that that's a really crappy definition of an artist. Yeah. Generative non-fake intelligence. Yeah. Um, but it works within this conversation. So that's right. this is definitely like, I think this is like the front, the front of the conversation mm-hmm. when you're talking art, design, creative space, whatever that is. Yeah. hundred so, percent. So generative AI deals, I mean, again, and I am not an expert, not even like, you know, I, I, I'm going to say dumb things. So I don't know. Anybody. And I'm going to put a flag in just a, 
I dislike that term completely, generative AI, but I'm going to put yeah. a flag in there for later. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Um, so the idea there is at a minimum is, is these are the emergence of tools that by doing certain things um, uh, faster and with greater efficiency and, and you you know, it, it so this conversation forces you to anthropomorphize what this is and say things like competency, et cetera, because yeah. that's the implications of, of AI. It's like it's going to write papers for you, right? Yeah. So, um, and if it's doing this research for you, that's that's it's it's working faster than a, a human. So it's like uh, John Henry and the uh, the machine to dig the hole through the, the yeah. Uh, you know, we're always dealing with the John Henry dilemma, right? And yeah, a certain versus kind of machine. Way. Man versus machine. So we're in that conversation, and the truth is. Uh, the the way that uh, these programs are able to pro- like chat GPT are able to process information is accelerated, you know, right. so they can pull a certain amount of data way faster than um, more than merely the average person. Um, and, th- and there's no question about it. So it just becomes a question of, of oughtness, mm-hmm. which we've already sort of as a culture ubiquitously agreed on the oughtness part to a large extent because we were already um, cultivating this long ago in these earlier iterations of things. So the use of tool to make certain points easier in order to do other things better. And because we don't just evolve, progress by retaining what was passed to us and then adding to it in a one-to-one within mm-hmm. ourselves, we rise up into new circumstances that have been handed down to us. Yeah, and good or bad. Yeah, good or bad or both. And ontologically, we are passive recipients who then respond. And that, that's the point of the uh, earlier episode, last episode. So like, that's what we're doing. But what we're, we're really looking at is uh, um, the question of, is it a paradigm shift <laughs> similar to the printing press? Um, so it's going to display, displace, you know, the scribe and uh, or the or it's like uh, autom- uh, locomotion. A train predace- mm-hmm. pr- replaces the the cart and buggy, horse and buggy. Mm-hmm. And the car automotive replaces uh, horses, and dirt roads become highways. Like you mm-hmm. know, these are the things that have happened. Like the 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 inn for the water water hole for the horse, and the uh, saloon becomes the roadside diner. The roadside diner becomes the all-encompassing Walmart truck stop spot that mm-hmm. sells you everything you need for life because you're not living in a truck. You know, like there's these vicious cycles that come around that retain a sense of the past, but also yeah. a, a forwardness, if you will. But it's really a it's really a change or a development. It's not a you know a magnanimous progress. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the thing I want to like really push yeah. against. It's like, it doesn't say that this is necessary. Right. So that's my first point is that AI is not necessary no matter what anyone says. Yeah. It's not a necessity. Mm-hmm. So a narrative creates a way of framing meaning. And uh, in, in narrative, we can have purpose in order to act and behave in a certain set of ways if we agree with the narrative. Right. That's what's happened mm-hmm. is we've, we're, we're operating in a narrative framework that is intuitively agreed upon. So now, because we've built all of this muscle memory for how to respond in this narrative framework, we're looking at the generative AI as tools mm-hmm. and we're deterministically embracing the displacement of certain human activities with a blind leap of faith for what will what will then emerge as new jobs for folks. Yeah. That's kind of like the general like in that in that zone, in that spot. And the argument always is appeal to the past. Well, cuz we set this up, the p- folks will appeal and say, 
Well, look at, look at, you know, there was the early adopters and mm-hmm. of like the telephone. Yeah. And that was going to displace letter writing and um, human interaction. And in a certain sense, it fundamentally changed it. Mm-hmm. Um, it provided great opportunity and it probably changed a certain social ethic. It, 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 had, it was a mixed bag. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't necessary. Right. The phone, so telephone was not necessary. No. Not for, not for ont- ontologically for what a human is, mm-hmm. but it's something we did. Yeah. And, it's, and we've benefited from it. And, or we've, I've experienced richness through the ability of talking to loved ones across great distance. Mm-hmm. So I want to make those distinctions very carefully because people are going to have a hard time hearing that. Well, I mean, I think it's also, you know, you could say it another way is like uh, uh, a lot of the things we make will be neutral in the sense that they can be used for good or bad. Yeah. Right. It, it can be a benefit. They well, can, or you could say in their good use, mm-hmm. Uh, the wide-ranging ripple effect of consequence can warp to um, generative problems, if you will, or yeah. emergent problems that are what folks call unintended consequences. I never intended for these things to happen. Yeah. I was looking here, and and that is the. I would say that that's part of the problem of, of we. I, I would argue that we live in a broken world. Therefore, nothing can be so good that it actually brings about full cards on the table. Nothing is so good that it ever brings about utopia. Right, it always moves the pond, the dirty pond water, mm-hmm. and it may clean some areas, but then the dirtiness moves somewhere else, and maybe a new problem kicks off because you know um some kind of goofy chemical interaction that mm-hmm. didn't happen because the water wasn't stirred a certain way. I mean, I'm making this up, but. The point is unintended consequences are always at play and we are not big enough going back to the last episode to bear all of the responsibilities. And so we're always looking for something else to put the responsibility on. Mm. Um, that is re- images back to us ourselves. So godlike in our minds, you know, God of our own choosing, God of our own fashioning. And, and, um, and then if we don't like it, we tear it down just like yeah. our idols in, in culture. We tear them down when we don't like them anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody loves, we were making fun of a Cisco song. Everybody loves Cisco. Everybody dyed their hair blonde. And then there's just a point where we got tired of Cisco and everybody mocked him. Yeah, yeah. As quickly as they were propped up, they were mocked. Britney Spears, such a great example. Mocked, mm-hmm. you know, people lusted after her. Like, you know, it was a rampant mm-hmm. fandom. And now she's like incoherent, making goofy videos on, um, a TikTok prison, basically. Yeah, yeah. You know, like it's 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 over and over again. Like, um, we repeat ontologically the same behavior. It's the golden calf. Yeah, yeah. Over and over again. It's babble over and over again. We just do that. So we're still doing that. It's not new. No. Um, but the consequences may be even more dire to more people. It's like the scope of perceived positive benefit has a um, mirrored scope of unintended consequence mm-hmm. with greater risk to more for longer generations. And, yeah. And, and so, yeah. yeah. I think it, you know, maybe it's helpful. Um, you know, a lot, of the, a lot of the examples we've used have been like very positive ones. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think what, what all, they, they all contain like similar things in the fact that they provide um, greater efficiency they uh, they provide a promise of removing us from work, 
um, yeah. which has the assumption that that work is a bad thing. Yeah, where the work's always bad. Um, you know that. So there's there's a lot of those sort of things that are there. So it's like efficiency and removing the work, or trying to shorten the work, right? To to, yep. to mitigate it and minimize way. at some point. So always there's a, a huge amount of avoidance uh, as we adopt new technology. And so if we use another example that maybe is a bit more bitter in people's mouths, um, you look at um, World War One and, you know, the use of the machine gun. Yep. Right. So it's there and you have a much more efficient war system, right? Because now we can mow down bodies on bodies on bodies. Mm -hmm. And that's really what it was. I mean, you have this is the first war you have people coming home where like they can't get back to life. Yep. Like they can't enter back into real life because of what they've seen and been a part of. So this thing was more efficient. It made the the war like have less work in it. Mm -hmm. Right. There were things that changed. So there's speed and other things that went along with it. But it was hugely destructive for generations. Yeah. And um I was reading some stuff with my kids, some history, early American history. Um and there are these letters from generals during the Revolutionary War where they talk about battles mm -hmm. where they were like, we were met on the field by 37 men on horseback and there were 72 of us, um, but we knew that we would be soon overrun. So after two people were shot, we gave up and they won the battle. Mm. And I'm like, whoa, that, that sounds so civilized. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like, a, hey, there's more of us than you, so we just mowed all those people down. Right. And now we won the battle. It was like, there wasn't the destruction tied up in it. Right? There wasn't the destruction of things as the end goal mm -hmm. or as not even made the end goal or the unstated goal, but like as just the, the unintended but obvious consequence. Mm -hmm. So you look at those sort of things and you start to ask the same sort of questions about other technological advancements of like, is there, because I, I would say like when I read those letters from those generals back in the 1700s, there's a humanity there that you don't read from even looking at newspapers, uh, you know, in the early, like, you know, Iraqi war part two yeah, or Afghani uh, conflict, mm -hmm. there's, there's not, there's people just being like, it's our job to go in there and eradicate and destroy. Yeah. And these yeah. guys were like, there's humanity on the field and our enemy. Yeah. Or the people we're against, we still share yeah. commonality. There's an ontology. Yeah. So now we look at something like AI and we say, again, ask the same question, where is this going? Right. Right. Should it exist? Yeah. Should it be here? Yeah. And what I is think we have the chance to ask the same questions right. as if we were the people saying, hey, here's a machine gun. Yeah, I can do some good stuff. There's efficiency. It can it can maybe protect and mm -hmm. it can maybe defend in a way that's wonderful. But what else will it do? Yeah. And so like, and that's a, it's a complicated conversation. And so when we go to the, just for the categorical designation for a moment till we culminate this, the efficiency of generative AI is to say it's a tool. And so like, like, so what I've, I've found myself doing is going, well, let's just, before we go into general AI, let's just talk about if, um, uh, a lot of the proponents that I find for AI um, are like, it's an inevitability. Yeah. I've listened to people that are really uh, sort of forerunners in this that don't talk about AI as tool, but talk about it as person. Yeah. So they talk about this person that will be asking and demanding of us hmm. in a, um, as if it's God and we are now subjugated to this God. Hmm. And it's as if they want, it's like, there's a lot of atheists that actually want AI. And so it's weird how they want to subjugate themselves to a God of their own making. 
Right. It, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. So that's just an interesting conversation that I find fascinating, and I find a lot of closed mindedness around that conversation. But that's for another day. But um, but what what is really interesting is the hubris of the individuals doing this are not accounting for their own demise in any real way yeah. because they're blinded by hubris or arrogance. And so so for, so you know one of the lines of thought, just a goofy line of thought. So past precedents, like I was talking with you earlier, Gareth, mm-hmm. is like past precedents. It's like you brought it up. Like there's like um, the way you can like uh, make yourself in a game. Yeah, you know, yeah. you select different parts like basketball games. You know, like yeah. you pull different parts, you make yourself into a person, right? Mm-hmm. Well, let's take fi- the film industry. Let's look at all the different trajectories that are laid up right now that could be integrated. Right. You have um, the advent of watching movies from home. Mm-hmm. You have uh, Redbox. Mm-hmm. And then Redbox becomes like Netflix, mm-hmm. you know, or becomes uh, uh, online services where you can rent and download movies, mm-hmm. you know. So there's this shift, and and that happens adjacent to like the interest in um, home theater st- surround sound stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's like, can we bring the movies into our home? Yeah, the emergence, of the it. emergence of it, right? So you have this in the background. You have people. We have devices that allow us to do a lot of our. Like, um, like we have tendencies to want to emulate that which we can't have mm-hmm. or or enter into. So you have people that love, say, Star Wars, and then they go make Star Wars fan films. Yeah. So for any number of movies, there's fan fil- fan films made. Some of them are actually pretty daggone good. Mm-hmm. So then you know that we can do it well. Uh, sometimes better than the movie. Sometimes not. You also have a change from uh, a serialized regular release of things to now, like to now. dumps of whole seasons yep. at one time. Yes, right. Yes, yeah, so, you so got production dumps schedules whole, are production schedules. The narratives are scattered, mm-hmm. um, uh, and then you have the introduction of CGI, and so we're just narrating all these pieces that are trending trajectories. All this with the eye towards believability and immersiveness. We yeah. always want to build a world that we can be immersed in, in to convince world. further, to convince further, to convince further. Yeah. And so what will happen when we want to convince ourselves further? So we got uh, augmented realities on the rise. We got virtual reality on the rise. We've got, um, you know, so you, you start to look at all these different pieces that are already developing uh, apart from each other, but in relationship at times. Yeah. And you have behind all of that is human desire and longing mm-hmm. and that's ontological. And mm-hmm. so then you, you go into um, uh, current trends and you got people saying, Hey, uh, just like the, like clay animators got displaced. Yeah. They only come back. Like I said before, when something mm-hmm. is displaced as a primary, it only ever research reemerges as a nostalgic um, secondary at best. Yeah, and not not with any fullness. And not with any it no longer is a leader in the mm-hmm. uh um, shaping of the thing. It's it's a, a nostalgic add-on that mm-hmm. operates squarely and mostly from that place. It's very rare that ever nothing ever re- returns. Yeah. Um like Yeah, it's like the it's like the the Louis Vuitton bag you buy on the streets in New York. Yeah. Look at this shade of what it would be. That's right. But it's going to fall apart. Yeah. And you like in, in, in the language and narrative of progress, you know, the 35 millimeter cameras never coming back is the main thing. Yeah, yeah. It's, it will only be used to harken back to a time when it was the optimal thing. Yeah, and then we may talk it up. We yes, might right. say, hey, here's here's less of what it was, but now it's uh, it's yeah. art house. Now it's art house. Now it's yeah, 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 now yeah. it's whatever else. Yeah. And that may or may not be true, but the point is that's and what And it may happens. or may not be good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Usually it's not as good. But. Yeah. And that's the point. So the point is that's what happens. So there's a caution for us. Yeah. So here we are, we're looking forward and we're highly individualized. And so um, we've already been dealing with face generation, um, deep fake, 
Mm-hmm. All of the pieces are on the table. Yeah. Everyone who played those games where you made yourself look older or younger on Facebook, you just yeah. contributed to deep fakes and AI. You just didn't know it. Mm-hmm. Uh, every time you lended your voice to be aged up or down, you were like every every quiz you took yeah. was was actually like for AI. You just mm-hmm. didn't know it. You thought it was just to entertain you. You traded entertainment for a contribution to the calf. Yeah. So as this happens, um, there's people that privilege their position and think they're not going to be touched. But mm-hmm. so let's just take film now. Yeah, I think this is just my 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 two cents on it. I think you'll see things like uh, actors, uh, you know, take Indiana Jones with a de-age Indiana Jones mm-hmm. and Harrison Ford. Well, I mean, it's going to become more and more like we can make a movie with young Harrison Ford and we don't even need the actor now, mm-hmm. right? That's what we're already flirting with. So where, where does that go? Here's where it probably will go. At some point, actors won't exist unless you nostalgically choose the stage mm-hmm. as a subsidiary, but not a primary because the stage already kind of is, the theater already is that. Mm-hmm. And so your acting will be subjecting yourself to green screen body, like where you just are, all your data points, your body is uploaded as a, as a thing mm-hmm. and you sell your image and likeness and your mannerisms and behaviors to a company that then employs those. Mm-hmm. But and and so they'll, you'll get people that will be early adopters of this, mm-hmm. and that's that's how acting will morph. Well, and, and somebody out there, Ryan, might be saying, "But dude, that's so dumb. What do you mean actors are going to go away and people are just going to like scan their faces in?" And it's like, yeah. yeah, have you played a sports game in the last fifteen years? Yep. yep. A, a sports video game is literally that. Yep. Kevin Durant comes in for four hours on a morning. Yep. They stick ping pong balls all over his body. They say, "Go dunk. Do a layup with that's your right. left hand. With your right hand, yeah. Step from your right. From from your left. Jump straight up with both hands." And they're like, all right, we've captured it all. We can we can yep. find the frames in between, and we can make it all look. That's like right. You. And then they, and then they get to the point where they don't even bring Kevin Durant in then, right? To to, to fill in the frames. They're like, no, we got Kevin Durant four or five years ago. We'll just we'll kind of age him up a little bit. That's no right. big deal. We got it. That's we, right. We got the we got yeah. the composite and, imagery. And then you save. You look at the bottom line. You save money doing it this way. At some 100%. point, uh, what is costly becomes uh, um, normative and inexpensive by comparison. So yeah, so I get to rent out you. Yep. Instead of humanize you. So once that becomes a problem, you will have people that solve it by saying, well, you're going to have to pay lifetime fees. And so the people will pay a lifetime fee. And so they'll never really be an actor, but their image will be pervasive at mm-hmm. any age that that is wanted or desired. Right. Yeah. And so, so you'll see production companies change in terms of how many people are hired mm-hmm. and what costs are for films. Yeah. But as things be moved more and more to augmented reality, theaters will go away except yeah. for a nostalgia trope. Mm-hmm. And so um, what's funny to me is, is you'll have the directors and the people that are really arrogant about their imagination going, yeah, but some of us will be on the top of this. And it's like, no, because you, as actors are replaced, directors will be, be replaced. As, yeah, the, yeah. as a foundation erodes, like nothing on top is safe. safe. That's the deal with an eroding foundation. That's right. It's That's exactly always right. crumbling. It's always crumbling. So educational environments will be done away with because mm-hmm. here's why. There's a point where you won't need a director because you won't go to the theater because you will be the director because you yeah. will just tell AI what kind of movie you want to see and AI will make it from a vast index. And there's a point where there will no longer even be a need for um, the the kind of like lifetime actor who sells their image and likeness yeah. is a one-time deal um, because there will be enough information to pull from that you'll never really need an actor. You'll just be able to say, I want this kind of actor that looks this way. And so what we'll yeah. do is we will probably be sitting in a pod somewhere. I'm not kidding. 
we'll be sitting because we'll keep arguing that there's overpopulation and that we need to have more, we have to have less. And so we'll have less in primary reality, but we'll be um, abundant in virtual reality. I mean, dude, again, if people feel like it's a stretch, it's like, well, what do you call a Saturday night in your apartment by yourself with Netflix? Yeah. I mean, it's just an earlier, earlier cool. version. Cool, you got a, got a bigger pod. Yeah. And there will be people that are like, how cool is it, early adopter, that I just made a film through talking to AI and plugging in adjectives, descriptions, and pulling from my other films that I like? Because, hey, everything is a regurgitation anyways, mm-hmm. right? Like, we're just making another Disney movie of a Disney movie. <laughs> well, I want to see, see the film when um, uh, Bambi uh, actually uh, – joins the Ninja Turtles and, and uh, learns karate. Well, but what do you think memes are? We do it, we, we're already incipiently doing this kind of thing all the time. Like it's like the Mario Kart where they put Biden, all the presidents in there talking to each other. <laughs> yeah, like we're already yeah, doing yeah, yeah. it jokingly. Yeah. And it's already setting up the, the template and the premise for doing it in a serious way. Mm-hmm. And once we can, because of our ontology and our self-righteousness, once we can just sit at home and make our own movies and then what uh who wins is just like your software engineers and your tech giants who yeah. sell this to you as an individual and um and then and then whole industries are gone like except for the nostalgia hey we're going to do movies the way they used to but you're never going to be the thing anymore there won't be a need for an art school there yeah. won't be a need for, there won't here's the thing here's what i'm saying there will be people who do illustration or draw or paint. I will advocate for that, but there won't be a need for it. Yeah. And so you won't be able to have um, an art department anymore. Mm-hmm. There won't be a need. Right. There kind of isn't now in some ways. So there won't be a need. And once, and people are waking up to this because they're foregoing being response, they're, they're foregoing acting in their response ability mm-hmm. to shifting responsibility increasingly onto something or someone else. Yeah. So what you're getting is greater amounts of um, sentient, um, not, it's like beyond lazy. It's like a, um, uh, uh, I don't know, it's a kind of um, passivity that doesn't, doesn't have any demand on our lives. So it's the full blunting or full dehumanization effect. And so, but here's the thing along the way that narrative, we can play that out for graphic designers, Mm -hmm. for developers, for singers that there's the AI song that came, that they did with Drake and somebody else. And people are like, yeah, but it's fire. And like, people are like, it's fake, but oh my gosh, it's so good. It's like, I can't imagine Drake didn't make it. Now here's the interesting thing. I want to know what Drake thinks now. Yeah. Because he's hearing a song that he never made but it sounds like he made it and it sounds like him to yeah. the point that that could be like seeing yourself in the future. Mm-hmm. That could be like time travel. You know, when they say, Hey, if you, you can't see yourself in time travel, cause it'll mess time continuum up. Yeah. It's like, is it like that? Like, is his head messed up now? Because now he knows that he's not needed. Yeah. He's only needed enough that that happened. But now that that's happened, you're not needed as much, right? You're not needed as much. And you may be based on this progressive trend needed less and less. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what we're doing to humans. We're saying they're needed, 
less and less. Well, it's funny because I saw this video where a provost at a pretty high ranking art school was talking about the introduction of AI into curriculum. Mm -hmm. And it was pretty much an unqualified sort of conversation where he was just saying, Hey, we have to adopt this. Yeah. There was, there was no question as to, to why there was no question about ramifications. There's no question about how, how an art school would, would do something like that since an art school does not traditionally have a bunch of computer science uh, yep. within Yep. Um, you know, there's just like, oh no, there's tools, just use those tools, teach people to use those tools. And it's like, well, if an art school is, is already being told this, mm -hmm. um, while students are looking at, and the majority of Americans are looking at college as yep. something that does not have an ROI on their investment. Mm -hmm. If, if they're already doing this and students are saying, I can learn the same stuff off of YouTube. Well, why, why are we, <laughs> why are we hammering our own coffin closed? Yeah. Like, why are we doing yeah, that? Yeah. It's a, and I think it's a, um, I think take certain people. I think it's an extreme hate. I think it's a, it's a deep self hate, self loathing. I think it's an escapism and that's where the utopic, um, it's like if you took hate, self hate, arrogance, um, disdain, bitterness, um, a recognition that there is something about humans in terms of their creativity, but an inability to be satisfied, an a, kind of an atheistic point of view, strictly material. We're strictly material. There's nothing there. Um, and I'm mad about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and I therefore at least want to be right about where we're headed. Mm -hmm. um, and I've done some things in my life to prove that. It's the perfect cocktail to be able to say, hey, get on board. And, and that's the thing is where I kind of agree is I think there's no going back. So... I think the a generative AI um, is so much like, uh, you know, Clippy for its day. Hundred uh, yeah, percent. So it's tricky, mm -hmm. but I think that I think it's feeding the general AI, which is the greater concern. Mm -hmm. But they're all a concern to me. So that's the point: is they're all really they're the ten uh, generative uh, generative AI is the tentacles of general AI. It's actually the tools that are building general AI. So that's how it's a problem for me. They're really yeah yeah they're really more together than they are separate in in the larger sense of the conversation and where we're headed, um, and what will happen. But I think what will happen is we will, uh, what's happening is we're being prepped and primed. And we're, and I, I, I went through this with computers when computers were coming. There was yeah. a couple of years of what's happening is you're being told what's coming. And it's like the invitation is to get on board. And then it becomes normalized. And now it's, it's uh, whether or not you've acclimated and are up to speed, you know? And, and, and so then it becomes what's gained, what's lost, right? And then um, there's what will happen. Well, what will happen is we become really shaped differently now. And, you know, so now we're in a world of, of gross anxiety because we're further dehumanized mm -hmm. and we, we either unplug completely, which now is becoming almost impossible because yeah. of how small the world is when you talk about surveillance. True. So, so we're a surveilled, manipulated, controlled through technological means. It's a technocracy. And, um, there, there's this like, uh, paradigm shifting emergence. Now, I think the paradigm is more wholly other than it is like the printing press. Oh, or yeah. I think I think the mistake some folks are making is to think it's just tools and it's just the next step in progress. Mm -hmm. I'm saying we don't progress. We grow up like crops and we're going to grow up into something so paradigmatically wholly other, it's going to irreparably damage um, 
uh, humans in a um, basic and ongoing sort of way. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think you are looking at, I mean, this is so doomer, but I, I do think you're looking at like um, singularities and, um, and vulnerabilities bound up in singularities. When you look at war, you mm-hmm. look at um, AI in relationship to our um, computer systems and satellites and how we think about uh, fifth generational warfare. And like, we're in, in the threat of, World War Three, like we've been in for a long, long time, mm-hmm. and we rely on technology in in the in the digital, you know, uh, sense. And AI is already being appealed to um, to help with all kinds of things. And the projection is for surgery, for for lawyers, for um, strategic uh, approaches and in, in militaristic um, understandings of things like quantum computing mm-hmm. is huge. It's been huge. So we're already we're already really dependent upon the golden calf. And if its move is to sentience or um, intelligence, which people would say, that never is going to happen. Well, we're a lot closer now. If that happens, it's more than most likely that it's built out of biases and self-hate from the people that are the ones progressing this. Mm -hmm. The rest of us are going to suffer at its expense. And so it's going to produce either uh, matrix-like experiences or, or power grids are just shut down. Yeah. And we're back to agrarian have a bunch of people die off because we have to actually learn to eat mm-hmm. and fend for ourselves in an environment that has been so removed from being human that we we don't know what to do. You know, we, we're like, we're just not prepared to do it. And that's really bleak. I have a worldview that, that has an answer for that. Mm-hmm. I mean, we share a worldview on that. But yeah, so there's a whole other discussion that uh, can be uh, flooded with hope for how to exist within this tension. Um, I was going to say, I think, you know, in the last two episodes, this one and the last one, um, we've really put a lot of information out there about like, you know, what's the general and then like, where are we going and what's that look like? But I, I think, you know, we said maybe two episodes, but I think there's a third that actually comes yeah. with this, which is kind of like the, well, how do we live then? Yeah. Like yeah, how, how do we do things? Because, yep. you know, to just kind of leave each other, uh, kind of saying like, oh, here, here, we're going to throw each other into the quagmire of what this is. Uh, and then we'll talk about something else next time. Yeah. Like, I feel like there's a third one. Yeah. And I think that's really, uh, you know, for next week to talk about like, well, then how do we live? Yeah, that's like, right. What is it, like with this, yeah, because, what should we do? Because in every artist and designer, there is already a creative response to the world around them. Mm-hmm. Like we talked about in the first episode. Mm-hmm. And if that is a part of who we are, then how do we do that? Even if the, the, the structures and the matrices that are being built around us, even if they feel more constraining, mm-hmm. how do we do like we've told done in the past? And how do we approach those constraints in a creative way to live yeah. well? Yeah, how something? do you, I mean, I, I, yeah. So my, I'm with, you know, some of the folks that are arguing, I'm not arguing that everything should stop. I just think there needs to be pauses. And I actually think I would love to fight for, I think if you, you throw the news out, I just think uh, whether you're conservative or Democrat, like a lot of the just, MSN is is busted in terms of actually getting real. You don't see real debates. You don't see real conversations. It's yeah. all technocratic talking points for agendas that we're not even really that privy to. And so, but um, so we've lost the ability, and we're afraid to actually have real dialogue and discourse. And yeah, we yeah. need to, yeah. Like we need, and you need to wake up. Like it's like Wally. It's like you you need to. I know your brain is fatigued, and we don't think much. And you got to do like sobriety checks on what your axiom, mm-hmm. uh, like your your most fundamental assumptions are about the world. Yeah. And you need to be open to having people, all of us. I mean, we are, we're always subjecting ourselves to this. So it's not mm-hmm. like we're saying do something we're not willing to do or not doing or haven't been doing. But you got to be, um, you need to have your blind spots exposed because yeah. we've been polarized into each other and um, in a way that 
Like we can't just do the pod, this podcast and act like the world's not in a really significant state. Yeah, yeah. And pretend like it's status quo because it's not. I mean, no. that's like the hardest part about doing this now. It's like, I mean, this is a conversation we couldn't even have had when we started the podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it wasn't even, it wasn't, nope. it, it was on the radar in the sense yeah. that it was out there. We were alluding it to so, it. So it was so disparate in yep. so many ways, but it's it's coalesced into a thing. It's very it's, tangible. It's, it's very, very eminent. There. It's very yeah. eminent. Yeah. So like, like, um, um, profits and, you know, um, Paul Revere's, yeah, yeah. Uh, sometimes are, are looked at as goofy and alarmist and, um, until you, your village is on fire, until your village is on fire, you know, yeah. and then you're just kind of like pushed to the side because, um, you know, and we, we are able to respond, but we got to deal with ourselves. We got to, we got to ask questions like, well, why do I want something else to do everything for me? Yeah. Yeah. Why? there's questions that that are, that are ontological questions and mm-hmm. states the state of my being why do i have these desires and then you can say why do humans always have these desires mm-hmm. that's a fun conversation um no matter how much the changing um architecture and object nature of things the what powers what is it fires electricity is it digital mm-hmm. um is it motion through horse or car or gas or combustion like those things change, but they accomplish similar ends right. and they come with inten- unintended consequences. And um, um, all of this is happening in a kind of rise and fall sort of way. Yeah. And there's a lot of people that are really, really, really apocalyptic in their generic pop cultural sense where they're like, I just want to see things end. And and that's an, that's a narcissism and yeah, I mean, self-hate. Yeah, fatalism has always fatalism. been a fantastic way yeah, to live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's called you're weak in your flesh. Mm-hmm. And you haven't dealt with real questions. And so you'd rather just concede to dying uh, than deal with your own mortality and maybe your own self-righteousness and maybe how that needs to be repented and, of. And there may be, be, there might maybe be something, maybe there might, maybe there may <laughs> be, might be a thing <laughs> wrapped up in there between like fatalism and somebody who would like willingly allow like uh, AI to just kind of take over their life that are the exact same thing. Yeah, that's exactly right. So yeah, I think, you know, next time it would be great. I think we get to kick around some more ideas of like, how, do, how do we live yeah. in, in a world where this is now a reality? Remember when people are. remember when people would tell kids when I was young, hey, um, if we just keep playing video games 24 hours a day, it's going to have destructive consequences. And everyone was like, no, it won't. <laughs> well, all those people grew up and now they're trying to make the world a video game and they're succeeding. Thanks, y'all. Appreciate you. I'm just saying it's real, dude. I, I'm finding myself eating my words as a kid <laughs> um yeah well, and, hey, uh, yeah even if you are one of those people who is uh quickly trying to make our world into a really crappy video game uh we do love you yeah you are a fantastic <laughs> audience <laughs> we will catch you next time you've been listening to shaco art speak a production of shaco art space we are an independent non-profit art gallery in richmond virginia we can be found online at shacoartspace.com and in real life, an historic Shaco bottle.